Thank you for joining us today on the Vision Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to Christ and help them live out God's vision for their life. Our teaching team has crafted a message that hopefully can encourage, inspire, and also challenge you on your walk. Make sure you subscribe so you never have to miss another episode, and we hope that you enjoy the message. He will never fail. Why trust in God? My Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. When you start going through, that's a song that should be a reminder to you that he never fails that you trust him no matter what he tells you to do. He's got a plan. You may not see the end of the plan, but you gotta trust him to get to the end. See, there was two systems in the Bible. There was the Mosaic Law and then Melchizedek. If you pay attention, Melchizedek had no beginning and no end, and Christ was a ministry after Melchizedek. When God established his covenant with Abraham, it was not a covenant of laws, it was a covenant of obedience. He said, Abraham, go where I'm telling you to go. Trust me. I'm not gonna tell you the exact place, just go here. When you get there, go there. So you go from instruction to instruction to instruction. And some of the instructions don't make sense. But it's when you trust him, when you get to a place and you say, God, I don't know. You know I don't. But I trust you. I know you will never fail. Your whole purpose for me is to please you. See, a lot of times in America, we miss it. We think it's about pleasing us. It has nothing to do with us. He is the king. He sets the order. And what he tells us to do, if we obey, we live a successful life. So y'all, let's sing again. I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. You will never fail. I trust in God, who my Savior, the one Jesus. Y'all, that, that's a powerful song. Like I said, when you, when you get to that place you really don't know what to do, just remember to trust it. So we're going to talk about the purpose of wisdom today. And uh, Proverbs starts naturally in chapter 1, verse 1. It talks about why the book was written. And it's pretty simple. God gives us wisdom. Ooh, it's a little hot right now. God gives us wisdom so we can have a successful life. Now, the thing is, when we think of success, 
We tend to think of it, money, cars, houses, and all of that stuff. Is that what most people think of success? You know, you look at people on TV, and you, oh, they're very successful. The millionaire, he's very successful. Well, why is he blowing his brains out? Because he don't have no peace. But what is success? But let me ask y'all a question. Does anybody think Jesus was successful? Was he successful? I'm, I'm asking. Come on, y'all talk to me. So Jesus was successful, yet people talked about it. People lied on him. They had him executed. But the Bible tells us that he was successful. So maybe success doesn't have to do with money and cars. It has to do with obedience to God. Because the Bible tells us that he was obedient unto death. He trusted God so much that he was willing to give up his life. Now, I, I, y'all know, we ain't going to shout right now. We're going to talk. What happens when God tells you to do something you don't want to do? Mm, boy, it got quiet up in here. What happens when God tells you to go to the person you can't stand and pray for him? And then he tells you to buy him lunch. And then he tells you to eat with him and minister to the very person you don't like. Will you trust God? Nobody talking now. Will you trust him when what he tells you don't make sense? I'm just saying. I mean, I ain't going to tell y'all I was always good at this. I kind of screwed this up the first part of my Christian walk, and I still have my days. But it's a continual process of growth. All right, so we're going to go to Proverbs 3. I want to say it's uh, chapter 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Y'all can't even find it on my notes. Here it is. And lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path, or he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed by your own wisdom. Ooh. Don't be impressed by your own wisdom. How many times we said wisdom told me to do something, and it was really fear talking to us? Because God told you to do something different that you didn't want to do, but fear told you it's safer to do this. Because, see, walking with God is not a safe thing to do. Just think of Peter. Get out, the water, get out the boat and step on water in a storm. Stormy water sunk ships. Peter walked on it. He trusted God. He started to sink only when he took his eyes off of Jesus. Just a thought. All right, now, let's get this plane off the ground. So, the Bible says in Proverbs 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says wisdom is the principal thing. And all thy getting, get understanding. In Proverbs 1 and 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Y'all catch that? But it says, Fools despise wisdom and discipline. 
So the first thing we have to understand is what is the fear of the Lord? Because if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of true knowledge and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, then if we don't fear the Lord, that means we're stupid. Sorry, hope, hope I didn't hurt your feelings. If you don't fear the Lord, then you be saying and doing all kind of stuff that don't line up with his word and thinking he's going to bless you. That's not how this works. So I looked up the definition of fear. Now, we know of all the worldly definitions, but in the Hebrew mindset, and mind y'all, the Bible was written to the Hebrews from a Hebrew God. So when you're looking up words, you cannot go off of the American interpretation because it wasn't written to Americans. It was written to Hebrews. And the Hebrews looked at fear in a different way. It says, uh, in good man, the fear, of, uh, the fear of God is a holy awe or reverence of God and his laws. It wasn't like, he was like, oh, God going to get me. No, I heard him, I believed him, and I'm going to do what he says. Because when we fear God more than we fear man, we obey God more than we obey man. All right? Y'all tracking with me? I don't want to leave nobody. If we, we still in first grade, talk to me. Can we get to second? All right, cool. <laughs> so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It is also the beginning. The, the, it's true knowledge. And there's a definition of wisdom is the application of knowledge. Anybody ever heard that? See, knowledge means you know how, know how something works. Wisdom means you know how to do it to get the expected end. Okay? So I know that my car, when the engine's running, if I put it in drive, step on the accelerator, it will increase speed. But if I do it at the traffic light when the light is red, that's not wisdom. You got to know how to apply the knowledge that you have. So, all right, we ready to go to third grade. All right, cool. <laughs> So wisdom is the application of knowledge to apply it properly. Now, in recent days, things have been changing. They've been redefining definitions. They've been changing what gender roles and all of this. But the fear of the Lord is what we stand on. What God's word says is what we stand on. See, I don't care what society says. It don't matter because they're not God. The one who created you, he knows how your body works. The one who created you knows how his blessing system works. And if you fall prey to the whims of society, that's not wisdom. That's foolish. Because when you despise God's word, in other words, you say, God, you don't know what you're talking about. You're headed for destruction. So understand that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and true knowledge. Now, how do you apply it? Somebody comes to you and they say something sideways. You don't have to get an attitude with them. I heard what you said, but that's not what the Lord told me. My Bible tells me this. I'm not going to judge you on your opinion. This is what the Bible says. This is what I stand on. You don't have to argue with people. You don't have to fuss and fight with them. You just do what God told you. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they changed the culture. Why? 
because they did what God told them. They refused to bow down. They refused to fall with the cultural society. They refused to be woke, as they say. They, woke, they, they were awakened by the word of the Lord. They saw the joy that came in the morning when the revelation of God came. So if you fall to what society says, you are not a light. You're just as dark as they are. Well, it's quiet up in here. See, y'all, everybody remember that old song, This Little Light of Mine? So if this room was totally dark and there was a candle, that candle, that one little candle would dispel all the darkness around it. Why? Because darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. It just cannot do it. The moment light comes, darkness like, I got to go. Can't do, can't be here because light's here. So on your job, in your business, in what you do, is it, are you being the light? You may not be one of these big, big uh, scoops with, with thousands of, of lumens. You may be, just be a candle. But be the candle that you are that God assigned you. Because that's how you live that successful life. When you obey God, even when they don't like you. Because I'm going to tell you, it will change them. Don't let them change you. Don't let them darken the light that you have. Don't let them put the candle out. Just keep that candle burning. You keep trusting in God's word. You keep trusting in what God says and not relying on your own wisdom. I'm going to give you all an example. Anybody ever heard of this guy named Saul? Not New Testament Saul, Old Testament Saul. Now I'm going to tell you all something. When I read this, it's in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Now everybody had Ten Commandments, right? One of them says, thou shalt not kill. Come on now. Did anybody read? Come on now. They did that in second, third grade. Thou shalt not kill. 1 Samuel chapter 15, God told Saul to wipe out the Amalekites. He didn't say just kill the men. He said kill everybody, the kids, the animals, everything. So Saul goes in. He has an army. And let me say this. I did not tell y'all to go hurt the person you don't like. That is not what I said. I'm giving you a biblical example of what God told Saul to do. Don't go out and do, do nothing, no damage to nobody. Talking about what Chris said, no, uh-uh, you're going to jail, and I ain't going with you. <laughs> but God told Saul, he said, wipe out the Amalekites, kill them all. Burn the grass, do everything, just kill everything. But Saul started operating in the fear of man and in his own wisdom. Back in those days, they brought sacrifices and they brought the best of the sheep, the best of the lamb, and they sacrificed it to God. So Saul went in. He heard what God told him to do. But then he started thinking on his own. Well, you know what? They got some real good sheep here. We can sacrifice that to God. You know what? We bring the king back. And, 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 and we present this to the Lord. However... He did not obey because he started operating in his own wisdom. And the prophet Samuel said to Saul, let me get this right. 
What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. So because you rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Ain't nobody expected to hear that today, did they? In other words, God gave him a task to do. And he started operating in his own wisdom. Well, I heard what God said, but maybe this is what he meant. God told me to do this, but that's not really what he meant to say. He, he, he really meant to tell me to do this. Saul was rejected because he did not operate in wisdom, which is the fear of the Lord. So we have to ask ourselves, are we being successful in our life or do we just have some cash flow? Are we obeying God? Are we doing what he told us to do, or are we operating in our own wisdom? See, in, in, in 1 Samuel 15, and I, I want you to read the whole chapter. Don't, don't, hey, Chris didn't say this. I'm just relaying. I'm the messenger. I'm the mailman. I did not send you the bill. I'm not the bill collector. I'm just delivering the mail. Read 1 Samuel 15, because you will see that God rejected him because he was operating in his own wisdom, not the wisdom of the Lord. Now, let's get to some lighter topics. In Proverbs, y'all excuse me a second. I know I brought this iPad. I don't ever use it. <laughs> y'all pray for me. I turned it on this morning. It's like, really? Today, finally? <laughs> so when you spend time with God, is how you get wisdom. When you're in his presence. You know, a lot of times we, we think if we just, we just read and pray. That's cool. But do you worship? Do you lay your head on his lap and worship? Do you bow before him and tell him how good he is and listen to what he tells you? Because sometimes God is going to tell us things that don't make sense to us. And I believe that's why in Proverbs 3 and 5, he said, lean not to your own understanding. Does anybody in here, anybody by show of hands, have ever had an experience where God told you to do something that just didn't make sense and it worked out? Cool. So we, we, I got a couple witnesses. Bless the Lord. Because that's, that's how it is. When you obey him, and there's going to be times he's going to tell you stuff that just don't make sense. I'm going to walk through a couple things in Proverbs because the Lord showed me these, these things about Proverbs. It deals with relationship, friendship, financial, marriage, work ethic, and self-control. I want you to write those down, okay? deals with friendships. deals with financial, 
It deals with marriage. It deals with work ethics. And it deals with self-control. I don't see where Proverbs say all that. Stay away from the immoral woman. Keep your marriage. Don't be messing around with full queen. You ain't got no business in the bed with. Self-control. And marriage. <coughs> a friend... A friend offended is harder to be won in a strong city. Don't be going off on people hurting their feelings. Marriage. Y'all know I ain't even got to go through that. That's all through the book. Financial. Talks about being lazy versus it references the ants who work. They ain't lazy and they put up in the season of plenty so when the seasons lack, they got something to eat. So it deals with those five areas. It's probably more, but those are just the five I stopped on. So when you're reading through the book this month, start to think about those things. What is God telling me in this situation? What is God telling me in that situation? Because he's going to always deal with you in an area of godly wisdom. Now, y'all ready for the kicker? Last night I'm in the shower, and I'm praying. And the Lord drops this word on me. He says, Wisdom is hearing from the Holy Spirit and obeying. I had the whole thing of notes written out. It was so good. I'm like, yeah! And then he threw this monkey wrench. I'm like, you do this to me all the time. He said many times to stay away from the immoral woman. All through the book of Proverbs. And this was Solomon who got in some trouble because he had a couple of immoral women. But then in the book of Hosea, anybody ever read Hosea? You read Hosea? Can somebody get Tom a mic? Please get Tom a mic. Because y'all, this messed me up. Get Tom a Come on, somebody get Tom a mic. Please, work with me. <laughs> what was the book of Hosea about? Blue Mike. Hosea. Say he then he worked with what God told him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, come this way. But uh, he knew uh, you know he do what God had told him, and it didn't make a lot of sense. But he did what he, he was told, including you know forgiving his wife for being unfaithful. Right. God told a prophet to marry a prostitute. What? That don't make sense. But God had purpose in that. Thank you, Tom. Because God was dealing with the children of Israel, and he was showing them how they was acting like whores, worshiping other gods. So there's going to be times, I, I remember a prophet I know, he said that there was this lady who was praying, and she was asking God to use her. And the Holy Spirit told her to go to the specific convenience store and stand on your head, do a handstand. <laughs> and I could just imagine, like, really? That's the devil. And she prayed again, and the Lord told her the date to do it. So she did it. 
and said this, I think it was a guy comes in. When he hits the corner, he breaks out in tears. At this point, she stands up. The guy said he told God he would not believe him unless when he went to the store, somebody was standing on their head. And I was like, ooh, Jesus. Because it was the fear of the Lord. She was operating in true wisdom. God gave her an instruction, and she obeyed. And it brought salvation to that man. And if I'm not mistaken, that man ended up becoming a preacher or pastor or something, and thousands got saved. But it was over the obedience of one young lady who God gave one of the craziest instructions. Go stand on your head in the convenience store aisle near the sodas. What if he told you to do something like that? You know what? Lillian at your job? Go, go. Just, just, just go buy Lillian. Buy her some food. Because, see, a lot of times we operate on what we know, what this person's going through, but you think this person is good, and so you don't do anything. Even though you heard the Lord say do it, you don't do it because you figure that they're they good. But when you obey, when you obey, don't sacrifice, you obey, you will see the fruit of it. Let's go to another one. Anybody ever won a war by digging some ditches? Come on. None of y'all? You never got a shovel and dug some ditches and defeated your enemy? Okay. Because, right. you know, uh, Pastor Matt preached on this a while back about, he called him Josh's fat. i never forget that one. Jehoshaphat. And this was in um, 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. We're still talking about wisdom. Because wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord obeying God. When the Holy Spirit tells you, do it. In this case, Elijah, the kings came to him. They said, look, what are we going to do? All these kings coming up against us. What are we going to do? Elijah says, get me somebody who can play some music. And as he started to worship, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and gave him some instructions. All right, bro, check this out. I want y'all to go dig some ditches. There's not going to be rain. There's not going to be wind. But by this time tomorrow, it's going to be, the, 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 the trenches y'all dig are going to be filled up so your livestock and your animals will have something to drink. And also, just so you know I'm God, I'm going to defeat your enemies with this. Hold up, God. I heard you, but don't we need to get the cavalry, get some bow and arrows, some throwing stones? Because they, like, armies, like massive army. No, no, just get some shovels and dig some ditches. That don't make sense. God, you gave me human wisdom, but now you're telling me to put down the weapons and get a shovel. You're telling me to leave all of my, my stuff of war to fight a war and get a shovel. Does that make sense to anybody? That just don't make sense. And then it gets worse. The sun comes up the next morning and the enemy sees blood. So they go out and kill each other. And here's the people of God who walk on the battlefield and all their enemies are dead. And they just collect the plunder. They walked away with the wealth because they dug some ditches 
instead of trying to fight a fight with man's wisdom, they operated in the wisdom of God by obeying him. If you want to win the battles that you're going through, you got to obey God. And the only way you can obey him is if you hear his voice. And the only way you hear his voice is if you get in his presence. So if you don't get in his presence, don't complain why you don't hear his voice. See, a lot of times we are too busy to sit down and say, God, speak to me and listen. Cut off YouTube, cut off Facebook, cut off social media and turn on God media. Get in his presence because that's where the wisdom is. What did the prophet do? He didn't say, look, pull up on your iPhone and let's go through Facebook and stroll or let's, let's search on Google and see well, how do we fight this war. He said, begin to play some worship and let me hear what God says because that's what wisdom is. It might not make sense now, but if you obey, you'll be collecting the spoils and you won't even have to fight. Let's go to another one. Whew. I believe it was in Isaiah. Let me find it. Sorry, it was Jeremiah chapter 19. God was sending a message of destruction. That don't sound like the God we serve. But he sent a message through the prophet to say, if y'all don't straighten up, God gonna put y send y'all to slavery. And so many times, we don't want to deliver that hard word. We want to tell people God gonna bless you in your sin. That's not, that's not his MO. It's the hard words. It's the hard obedience. We say it's not wisdom to do that. But don't operate in your own understanding. Because I'm pretty sure when they had them shovels, they was thinking, this is the dumbest thing I ever heard. Army coming up, we digging a ditch. Okay, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do here, but I'm going to go ahead and obey you. The next day they was like, whoa, you see all the spoils, all them jokers was dead. God did that. Let me give you some other wisdom. Rehearse the past victory. When you're going up against a challenge, rehearse the last victory and the one before that and the one before that. David, when he had Goliath, he said, kill the lion, kill the bear. Who's this uncircumcised Philistine? David wasn't concerned about what he was facing because he wasn't focusing on his enemy he was focusing on the one who was empowering him. He was focusing on the God he served. And when he started rehearsing, I've already killed a lion. How many of us could kill a lion? King of the jungle. This jungle killing like five, 600 pound animals. And little David killed a lion. He killed a bear. We got some real big guns right now. He, David didn't have a gun. He didn't have like a 44 Magnum and the bear came, pow, it wasn't like that. He had a jawbone of a donkey. Boop, kill the, kill the bear. Excuse me, I'm getting that confused with somebody else. <laughs> that was Samson. 
But David killed a lion and a bear. So when he went up against this large enemy who was being boisterous and talking all this trash, he was like, who is this person who don't have a covenant with God? See, the problem is a lot of times we're relying on our own strength. We're relying on our own wisdom and not the wisdom of God. And I can promise you this, if you sow to the flesh, my wisdom, what I think, we're going to reap with the flesh. It's called destruction. But if you sow to the Spirit, God said it, I believe it, I'm going to do it. Then you reap a harvest of life. Because that is the true purpose of wisdom. It's so you can live a successful life. You can be where God wants you to be in this season and in the next season. Everybody here, who, who wants to go to hell? Uh-huh, see they pay attention. Who wants to go to heaven? Most people don't come to church because they want to go to hell. Yet in our obedient walk through the week, what are we telling God? I just want you to think about that. I'm not judging. I've had my days. I still have some from time to time. And I'm going to tell you something. God will give you instructions that don't make sense to you. He told Jeremiah to walk naked and barefoot for three years. This is the man of God not riding in a Cadillac. He walking around naked. Why would you tell me to do that, God? That don't make sense. Everybody going to see me naked and exposed. But he told him because he was showing his people something who was disobeying him. He said, you see the prophet? Same thing he's doing is going to happen to y'all if you don't obey. What is God telling you that don't make sense? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of true knowledge. A man is a man, a woman is a woman. Check the DNA, the parts match. I don't care what they say, it don't work. You can put all the, 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 the doctor's stuff in there, you can get all the surgeries. If you was born a man, you are still a man. If you were born a woman, you are still a woman. And it's not wisdom to agree with that. I hear your perspective. I just don't agree. They want to get mad, yell, do whatever. My God told me this, and I fear him more than I fear you. I fear him more than I fear the repercussions of what you can do to me. Because, see, the Bible tells us don't fear the one who can hurt the body. Fear the one who can hurt the body and the soul. Because hell is separation from God. Death is separation from God. And I can promise you, I had a, t a time in my life, I told God, I ain't doing what you told me. That was the worst week of my life. I will never forget that week. And every time I think about, no, I don't want to do that, I think about that week. Imagine an eternity without God. So when he gives you an instruction, obey it. That's what Proverbs is about, obedience. That's what the Bible is about. From Genesis to Revelations, it's about obedience. We think it's all about prosperity and wealth. It's about obedience. Those who prospered, they prospered because they were obedient. There were some that were in poverty because they were obedient. 
And at the end of their life, God said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. If you want to hear well done, obey. Even when it don't make sense. I'm going to close with this. The same thing I opened with. Proverbs 3. This is the shortest message I ever preached, right? <laughs> Proverbs 3 and 5. Anybody, anybody got a Bible with them? Can you give her a mic, please? I know y'all like Christians reading this. These are doctored notes. I want somebody else to read it in their Bible so you know I'm not making this up. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8. Trust, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know him and he will make your paths straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear of the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Y'all hear that? I, I, would, you know, I was reading from the New Living. What, which translation is that? Is that the New King James or the Christian Standard? Christian Standard. Christian Standard. Anybody else got another translation? Okay. Can you give her that mic? I want this to sink in, especially the part about don't rely on your own wisdom because that's where we mess up most of the time. We get to thinking. God requires us to obey. That's the part where we screw up. God says, I want you to sing. I can't sing, Lord. I'm a shower singer. The only time I sing is in the shower. God says, I want you to sing and take my word to the nations. Lord, I can't do that. I'm not capable of doing this. I'm not capable of doing that. He made you. He know what he called you to do. And he already placed it in you. You just got to pull it out. Go ahead and read it, please. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Notice, when you obey, your health is good. Your life is a lot easier. In the midst of obedience, that's the hard part. When God tells you to leave everything you know is security and go to a place, he's going to show you. And he sends you into a godless place like Egypt. And he tells you to leave the security of family, the security of the financial wealth you have, everything. And he says, I need you to leave there. I want you to go here. That's what he did with Abraham. Isn't he known as the father of faith? When he told Jeremiah, Isaiah, Hosea, and all, all of the prophets, he gave them instructions. And most of the time, they was not liked by people. Nobody ran to see the prophet. They didn't want to hear what they had to say because they was telling them to obey God and by nature our flesh don't want to hear that. I want to drop one more word on you. And then I'm actually going to leave this question. What's this, a third close? My old pastor used to do six or seven, so I think I'm good. <laughs> in, in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let there be light. 
the sun wasn't up yet. Sun hadn't even been created, but light came. And I've always wondered, where did that light come from? The light came from inside of us. And some of y'all, like Chris, is making this up. The message was decent, but now he just screwed the whole thing up. Go to the book of Revelation. Because in the city we call heaven, it says that there was no sun and no moon, but the Lord God was the light. So the thing that he opened in Genesis was already inside of him. And the thing he told you to do is already inside you. When will you operate in his wisdom and let the thing that's in you come out of you? Because that's what changes the world. That's what changes the situation. That's what changes everything around you when you obey him. It's not just about going and preaching and teaching and doing all that. That's great. But what about the thing he told you that you're afraid to do? Because you think it's wisdom to sit and be normal. He never called any of us to be normal. He called each one of us to be unique. Why? Why do you think no two people on this planet have the same fingerprint? Because we're all uniquely created. We all have our own signature. And God gave each and every one a purpose. And if you want to know what wisdom is, when you operate in it. If you want to see change, operate in your purpose. Let there be the very thing he told you was in you, even though you can't see it. Even though in your mind it cannot happen, there's no way I can do this. My mom, my dad, all my cousins, this never happened in my family. Everybody told me I was dumb, stupid, and this could not be me. What they say don't matter. What did God tell you? Because what he told you, that's wisdom. When you fear him more than you fear them, then you'll see the victory. You'll, you'll get the shovel and dig the ditch when the enemy's coming. You don't get the bow and arrow or the gun. You get the shovel because that's what he told you. And you start digging. You start digging. And he begins to fill that ditch with the water of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, the enemy that was coming at you, he starts to see blood. The enemy starts to see something that's not even there. And God causes the enemy to turn against himself and fight himself and kill himself. And you just get the victory. But that's wisdom. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Now, I got to ask this question. Y'all see, I'm ready to leave. Father, forgive me. Is there anyone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior? Because that is the true beginning of true knowledge and wisdom. Everybody here saved. You've confessed with your mouth, you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Everybody, I just want to make sure, I don't want to leave. And, 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 and somebody's in here that's not saved. Okay, cool. So let's go to the next step. If you have operated in your own wisdom, and despise the wisdom of God under this altar. Let's pray. I know, I know some of us will be like, nah, I obey God every day of my life. Don't lie to yourself. I'm praying, but I tell you, I'm on this altar too. 
There's things God told me, and I was like, God, I can't do this. There's no way possible. That's not me. And I look back, and I see I'm doing the very things he told me I'd never be able to do. His words he said to give, and I was like, I don't want to say that. And I had to later say, God, forgive me. I know I'm not the only one. If there's anybody else you've ever disobeyed God, let's just be straight up with it. It was disobedient. You heard what he said, and you refused to do what he said. Come to this altar. We're going to repent. We're going to move forward in obedience. We're going to see the fruit of righteousness in our life. We're going to see what God said. We're going to see the victories that he promised us because we're going to obey. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you for your worthy, Lord God. We thank you, great King, ruler of the universe, creator of all life. Lord, we thank you. God, we ask that you forgive us for disobeying you, God. We ask that you forgive us for the times we walked in our own knowledge and we did not obey you, Lord. Please forgive us. And Father, we declare and decree from this day forward, we shall operate in your wisdom, God. We shall obey you even when it don't make sense, Lord God. God, we will spend time in your presence, seeking your face, God, and not your hands, seeking to know your will for our lives, Lord God. And Father, we declare and decree, we shall obey. From your own mouth, say, I will obey God. I will trust God even when it don't make sense. I will trust him and I will see the fruit of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Vision Church podcast. We hope that you were able to experience God in a real and powerful way today. If you just made the decision to accept Jesus, then congratulations, we would love to celebrate with you. Visit viz.church salvation and we would love to meet you along with mailing you a free gift. We would also love to have you join us for church in person or on the Vision Network this Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head on over to viz.church RSVP to let us know you're coming. As always, we are here for you and we would love to pray for you in any way that we can. Send us a DM on Instagram at viz.church and a team member will be in touch shortly. Thanks again for joining us and God bless.